Hey everybody, we are here today to answer one of life's most profound questions. Is waking up early? Oh, Can we say it? Anyway, is it absolute garbage or is it really the secret to success? So for the last however many hundreds of years, there's been this pretty toxic idea that the early bird catches the worm. And while, yep, getting up early in the day allows you to get more done because of the way society is structured, it is certainly not the rule because humans, in a biological sense, are not all wired to be early birds. So if you're tired of being told that you're lazy for sleeping in, that you prefer to work late at night, uh, this is the conversation for you to, to join. And if you're a night owl, let us know. If you're a morning bird like me and like Courtney, let us know too. We want to hear from our fellow birds out there. Okay, so like I said, I'm one of those obnoxious morning people. I wake up early, I'm at peak energy in the morning, and then uh, by the afternoon, I become about as useless as a wet sock and I am not doing anything new or like no interesting or um, brainy work is getting done by me. And but like, please tell us that we are not alone. Like, yeah. please tell us there's other people out there that do all their best work in the morning yeah. and they just go completely unfocused in the afternoon. And by morning, I mean, like, it could be like five in the morning. Like, right. some people wake up before their kids. They they wake up super, super early. I know a bunch of really well-known writers who get up at four o'clock so that they can write for two or three hours before the rest of their family wakes up. And a lot of creative people are like that. It is great. Like, you get to do all your stuff before... A lot of other people wake up like half yeah. of our team yes <laughs> like i'm done with half my day before most of our team is awake so so there's a lot to be said for being a morning person for, like i said for some reason at some point in human history somebody decided that everybody should go to school or work at 8 a.m and they should finish school or work at 5 p.m that because of that it's like we are now all under pressure to be up at six seven so that we can get to work or college or on time or school and if you are not a morning person, this is really hard for you. So what I wanted to say that it's it's awesome that you're trying to be a morning person. And, you know, if that's important to you, awesome. But here's the thing. If we can rewind human history back a couple uh, thousand years, imagine that you're like in a cave at night, the fire and, and everything. It was not safe for our species if everybody went to sleep at the same time. You needed those night owls to be awake, to watch the tribe, to keep their eyes on you. So the fact that some of us are alert and energetic at night, that was really important for our species. To, to look after each other at different times of the day, to be alert at different times of the day. It's an evolutionary feature of our species that different people are alert at different times of the day. So this is where we now transition to discussing a concept called chronotypes. Have <laughs> any of you ever heard of a chronotype? I had never heard of it until somewhat recently, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's super interesting and I would love to know what you guys are after we explain them each a little bit. So first of all, I'm going to tell you the difference between chronotypes and circadian rhythm because they're different, slightly different. And then we're going to look at the four major categories of chronotypes. And then we would really love to know which of you fall into which of the categories we discuss. So for starters, your chronotype is your inbuilt biological coding that tells you I'm a morning person, I am naturally awake in the morning, I'm naturally alert during the morning, or I'm a night person, I'm naturally more awake and productive after 12 p.m. 
um, or I, I do my best work at two o'clock in the morning when everyone else is asleep. So yeah, not us, <laughs> not us. Whereas your circadian rhythm is your natural sleep cycle and it's something that you can change. Your chronotype is not really something you can comfortably change. You can shift it a bit. Think about it this way. Let's say that you move across the world. Within a few weeks, you can change your sleep cycle to match the local time, right? So your circadian rhythms can be changed, but your chronotype is kind of you're stuck with for life. Right. Okay, let's get to the different types of chronotypes. Courtney is going to kick us off with the lion. So I would classify myself as lion. I think you would too. Um, these are the people who are early to bed and also early to rise. If that's you, raise your hand, please. Yeah. These are the people that are most productive before noon, becoming fairly useless in the afternoon. And you are in bed by about nine o'clock. Or even eight o'clock. Or even eight o'clock. Yes. <laughs> so like you're usually sleeping pretty early compared to most people. So the next chronotype is the bear. Now the bear follows the natural progression of the sun. So you probably wake up pretty fuzzy, but you hit your stride by like eight or nine. And by late afternoon, you start getting a little bit tired and then you wind down for sleep at like 10 p.m. So yeah, bear follows the natural progression of the sun. These people tend to like, not even really use alarm clocks a lot of times too, I feel like. They, yeah, if they can, like obviously. Yeah. But like on the weekends, they are the ones that like just let the sun come into their room. And <laughs> Sounds so nice. I can't remember when last I woke up in the sun. <laughs> All right, so the next chronotype is the wolf. Now this is Brainscape CEO, this is our boss. We know this because we get messages for him, from him at like three in the morning on Slack, like, hey, I had this great idea. And I'm like, what are you doing up at three? Um, anyway, the wolf is the opposite of the lion. Wolves are the most energetic later on in the day. They wake up late, they work productively after uh, noon, but oftentimes have spurts of energy late at night. So if you like to do your studying and you're working after the sun goes down, um, if you are completely useless before 12 p.m., then you may be a wolf and like to be up in the dark. The last one is a dolphin. And this tends to be someone who is a light sleeper, easily disrupted rhythms, but their window of productivity is typically in the midday. So you're thinking like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's when they are super on their game, those are the four chronotypes for starters. So like we said, we've got a couple people weighing in. We'd love to hear what your chronotype is. Um, Lion, bear, wolf, dolphin. or dolphin. And uh, now we want to talk a little bit about how you can leverage your chronotype to actually be more productive. So understanding your chronotype basically gives you a key to understanding your natural energy peaks and troughs throughout the day. And if you know when you are at your most energetic and productive, you can plan your your like scariest, mo most difficult and like cerebral tasks for, the, for that time of day. The things that require the most thinking, maybe the hardest things, even if it's like a hard emotional conversation or it's like some really thinky deep work that you need to do, you schedule it for that time period. And then you can basically gradate your tasks in terms of difficulty according to the rest of your energy spectrum. So I'm actually doing a little peak curve. And so hardest stuff in the middle, easy, easy, easier, easier, and, and like that. And if you, 
if you basically schedule your day according to your chronotype, you're actually going to leverage your natural energy peaks and troughs so much more effectively. Agreed. Agreed. That's um, nice if you can. I know that some people have like difficult schedules with like work mm -hmm. or school. Um, so you don't always get to do everything that you want in your peak time because maybe there's a class that you want to take and it's only offered during that one slot. So like that semester, yeah. you're kind of losing that peak productivity and that's okay. But just try to capitalize on what yeah. you can. Yeah, you can't do it all, but you can certainly understand yourself better and like we said, just schedule your tasks accordingly. In terms of like studying, learning or working, you're going to have to look at, at the nature of the work you have to do and try and say, okay, well, doing emails doesn't require me to think a whole lot. So let me do that later in the day and, and batch it for later in the day. Or you might or perhaps this assignment is really hard and scary. So I'm going to prioritize that for like 10 to 2 when I'm at my peak, if you're a dolphin. Or like I do, my hardest things first thing in the morning. Me too. Yeah. And every line. day I make a top three list of three things that I want to get done that day. And those three things will be done in the morning. Yeah. First off, those are the first things I focus on. Um, everything else comes after that. University scheduling is the worst. It really is. Agreed, GM. I had like 8 a.m. lectures and then I had like 3 p.m. pracs until 5 p.m. So like I had to be at varsity like 8 a.m. all the way until like... Varsity is short for university. I'm from South Africa, so I'm constantly educating Americans on how to speak Queen's English. <laughs> I always like tried to schedule mine as early in the day as possible. I mean, I was always the same way. Like I always took like eight 11 classes in the morning and I wanted to be done by like noon, one o'clock at the latest. If I, I can wish. get all of my classes, I mean, obviously sometimes I have to take night classes and stuff just because yeah. that's when the classes are off. Gotta do what you gotta do. If I could get out of college by one o'clock every day, that was oh, my semesters. I wish. All right, so the final thing we're gonna chat to you guys about is if you're feeling really tired and um, you just have to somehow like, you just short circuit your brain into waking up enough for you to get through your lecture or to get through your assignment, whatever it is. Especially for you night owls who like to work late and if you have those horrible 8 a.m. lectures, here are some very cool hacks for waking yourself up. I'll kick us off. Sure. When you wake up and your alarm is gonna wake you up screaming out of your gorgeous deep REM cycle and you feel horrible and like you've been hit by a truck and your nerves are jangling drink a big big glass of water pro tip if you just leave it by your bed it's there when you first yep. wake up even before you get out of bed you just shut your alarm off and you grab the water and you drink it i promise you it's chemistry see when you sleep throughout the night and you're not ingesting any liquids or fluids your brain is literally dehydrated when you wake up first thing which explains why you feel so groggy and weird if you drink a glass of water, it hydrates your brain and you will start feeling alert within minutes of waking up as opposed to like an hour later and you're still zombie around. Yeah. So the first thing is to chug a big glass of water, which you can leave by your bed yes. before you go to sleep at night, unless you have a cat. Cats will drink out of your glass of water. So a bottle of water. The second tip for waking up quickly is to get sunlight exposure or bright light exposure. So if the sun isn't up yet, turn up the lights in your apartment or your home. Or if the sun is up, go outside, stand in the sunlight. Do not stare right at the sun. Obviously, we don't want any seared retina. 
on our hands. We get bright light exposure. Nature built us to respond certain ways to natural stimuli and sunlight is one thing that makes you feel alert and uh, wakes you up. The third tip, you should drink caffeine very wisely. You probably know yourself in caffeine. I know I can't drink caffeine after 12 p.m. or I will actually stay up all night. You should be sipping it probably slower than you do. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. When you drink it too fast, you're like getting all the yeah. jolts right away. If you take it a little bit slower, it doesn't just hit you all at once. Like yeah. you're actually gonna use the energy the right way. And yeah, don't drink it in the afternoon if you know it'll keep you up all night. Right. Like, and actually a really interesting thing I recently learned about how to drink coffee is aside from drinking, sipping it slowly over a longer period of time. So like Courtney said, you're not like hitting yourself all at once with all this caffeine because then you know what happens after that. What goes up must come down and you hit the skids like an hour after your first cup of coffee. Another really important tip for caffeine ingestion is to not drink it as soon as you wake up. Now, if you told me this tip a couple months ago, I would have been like, I don't care, don't get between me and my morning cup of coffee. But there's actually a very real chemistry involved. When you wake up, you've got certain sleep chemicals rolling around your brain and caffeine blocks the elimination of those sleep chemicals. So you feel more alert, but as soon as the caffeine wears off, all of those sleep chemicals are still like in your brain or in your body. And um, that's what you're feeling a couple hours after your first cup. You suddenly feel as though you could quite literally fall fast asleep again. If you allow your body to naturally clear those sleep chemicals, and the best way to do that is exercise. Hate to say it, but exercising first thing in the morning pre-coffee is incredibly good for you. And then when you get back from that exercise, that first cup of coffee, man, it's good. Mm. And also, if you can, cut the sugar. Sugar is one of the main reasons you're probably feeling exhausted. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. You should actually raise the height of your computer or laptop. Your alertness and focus is shown to improve by so much. Yeah. Just if you're looking at something at eye level versus down at it like this all day. Yeah. So your eyes are like closed. Like if you could do it right now, look down at your hands and there's something about your eyes looking down that triggers a sleepy sensation in your face. But yeah. So if you can raise it up just a little bit, it's not that hard. Even if you don't have like a standing desk or anything like that can move. Just have some books. books. Yeah. yeah. Books or, or a shoe box. Yeah. The last hack for helping you uh, keep your energy level up is to maintain a consistent sleep schedule. I know we all try to maybe go to sleep at the same time during the week, wake up at the same time during the week, probably because we have to be at college, school, or work. But then what happens on weekends? You stay up <laughs> way later than you thought you would, and you sometimes sleep in way later than you normally would. It's not great for your body. Like, your body wants to be on this consistent schedule. Yeah. It wants to do as close to the same thing every day as it can. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be some times where that's unavoidable. Say yeah. you're traveling. Um, Lots of different. Well, it's a party. Like, come on, we're not that boring. Like, you're not going to turn fun. down a party because you're like, oh no, I have to be in bed at 10 p.m. Like, yeah, well, we do that, but you know, we're dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lots of water, sunlight exposure, exercise, control your caffeine intake, cut sugar, and increase computer. the level of your computer and schedule your sleep keep it consistent. What we were saying at the beginning of this whole thing is like there's all this pressure on people to wake up early, the early bird catches the worm. So there are all these quotes by famous people like, if you lose an hour in the morning, you will be all day hunting for it. And 
How we start our day determines how we create our life. Are you snoozing through your morning, snoozing through your life, and snoozing through your unlimited potential? It's like, do you see the messaging they're in? If you're a night person and you do amazing creative work at night, but you prefer to sleep in, are you suddenly now a lazy clod? Because some old stuffy person from the 1800s is telling you that you're not an early bird, so you're not catching no worms. So we went to the liberty of correcting these. All right, lose an hour in the morning and just work an extra hour in the evening when your brain is more focused than alert. Fixed it. Yeah, you can read this long one. The correction for how we start a day determines how we create our life. Yes. Snoozing through your morning, snoozing through your life, snoozing through your unlimited potential. Yeah. We corrected it to say how we start our day determines how we create our life. So figure out your chronotype and start your day to align with your productivity peaks to realize your unlimited potential without forcing yourself to work when you're tired or sleepy, but when you're inspired because that's stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Again, we hope it's that been these super fun. Are Thanks for watching. Yeah, I hope you know your chronotype and you can now schedule your day according to your natural energy peaks and troughs and rise to your yeah. challenge. Bye, guys. <laughs>